0: And three, two, one, go. Hello, everyone. And welcome, welcome, welcome to another exciting show of the Unplugged Podcast. I am your host, Randy Ose. Today's show, we have Josh Childress, former NBA player and current real estate entrepreneur. Josh, how are you doing today, sir?
1: Rose, I'm doing well, man. I'm doing (laughs) well.
0: That's great to hear. Now, we
1: had you earlier
0: um, on our Tech Summit Unplugged show uh, back in July. Um, talk to us about that experience. How much did you enjoy the show? Um, seeing that, you know, and the reason why I laughed at the whole Rosé piece is guys, this is my third time ever speaking to Josh, but we've built this virtual relationship <laughs> since the, the Unplugged show. Um, how have you been since then? How's, how's everything going?
1: yeah I've been good man. um just stay on the grind, still on the grind, just trying to um you know get projects done, get things funded um and just continue down the track i mean I think that you know you're seeing a um a major generational wealth creating event happening um you know now, and there's a major shift in where the wealth is going, and so for me, it's you know how can I align myself in a proper manner to to, to ride that wave. Um, so I've been, you know, foot to the gas, just trying to make stuff happen.
0: So where do you see this wealth going, in your opinion?
1: Well, I mean, you're, you're seeing, obviously, there's a lot of individuals that are suffering um, during this time, right? Um, and I think that you see also seeing that the, the wealthiest people in the world have gotten significantly wealthier. And it's about the pivot, and it's about creating an avenue for themselves to, um, you know, essentially participate in this upswing. So, you know, you are seeing Apple is is, this splitting stock, Tesla is on the rise, you know, you have all these companies, Amazon and and you name it. Um, so in the stock market, there's a, there's just been a, a major, uh, bump, um, the real estate market, there's a lot of distressed opportunities with, um, you know, with in the hospitality space, um, housing has been fairly strong industrial is the hot ticket right now. Um, you know, with, with everything kind of shifting to e-commerce. And so, yeah, I mean, those that, you know, can position themselves in the proper way to, to, you know, take advantage of this opportunity will be rewarded, you know, handsomely five to seven years from now. Handsomely. I
0: like that. I like that. Five to seven years from now. Now, one of the things that, you know, that that I just recently read was Tyler Perry, Tyler Perry right? He just became a billionaire. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you read up on his story and how he got to where he is. And he, he, he said it was two things. He, he tried to do what no one else was doing. Mm -hmm. And he made sure that he owned everything, every Mm -hmm. piece of it. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, And as an entrepreneur, you know, can you, can you talk a little bit about why ownership is so important, especially Mm -hmm. now? Because, even when the season went down for the, you know, the NBA and all the leagues and as much as the players and, you know, the athletes, the ones that produce all of this money, they realized they don't own anything that they produce. Mm -hmm. And now I'm not getting paid. Holy crap. What, what do I do now?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I think that you're spot on with that. You know, the ownership is, is the major key in all of this. And, you know, going back to Tyler Perry, I think that, you know, he targeted a niche market that um, he knew well and that he felt would, um, you know, be lucrative. And I think that, you know, his, his, his humor, his, you know, all the stuff that he put out, you know, was very directed at a specific market. And, um, you know, that market for the most part is a, a, you know, a major consumer market, right? The black, black community is, uh, you know, we're, we're major consumers. And so, um, you know, I mean, kudos to him for becoming a billionaire. I think that him owning everything, uh, you know, is even it reinforces, you know, that notion even more. Um, you know, when you have guys like, you know, Will Smith or uh, Denzel or, you know, some other black actors that not, don't necessarily own, you know, their studios or own, you know, all the rights to, to all the things they do, they, they get paid very well. And I'm speaking on them. I don't know their their mm-hmm. situation, but I'm just making an assumption. Um, you know they get paid very well, uh, but it's always about the next check, and it's not about you know how can I grow my platform, you know, to own and to be able to then you know pull up other uh, individuals up under me to you know to do well. Absolutely, absolutely. Now I, I know I, I, I skipped the the, the NBA part, um, yeah. or the, just the sports in general, uh, and I mean I, I think that that's a perfect example of why there needs to be ownership. Right. And so I'm a part of a league. I'm I'm now a part owner of a league, you know, technically of the big three, you know, that is, uh, is black owned, but also, um, you know, the the players have the have the power to be able to make decisions. Right. And and in the league, granted they are, um, you know, the, the, they are what the, the public sees. They are quote unquote, the product. Um, and you know the guys are much more than that, obviously. But you know, having an a, a, an ownership stake and and being able to make those all those decisions yourself, you know, changes the game, right? It goes from you know we're going to sit out one game to we can sit out as many games as we want because this is our league,
0: you know. Exactly. And
1: you know, so um so yeah, I mean, it's it's a uh, it's powerful, man, and and I think that more and more guys are starting to see that.
0: Hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, this is really messing up my flow of the conversation, but that's okay because you know what? I love when we're able to take these deep dives and look at things from different perspectives. I think that's, that's absolutely huge. Um, talking about, you know, the, the boycott really quickly mm-hmm. and, you know, what that looked like. You, you mentioned it. If the athletes owned piece of the team or piece of this or piece of that, um, boycotting is a lot easier. Right. Mm. Because you're you're controlling it as opposed to, well, if you if you don't play, you don't get paid. (laughs) Right. So um, ownership is key. Ownership is key. Whether it's point one percent or one percent or ten or a hundred, if you can say you own peace and regardless if you're involved or not, if you own peace, you'll be fine. What are your thoughts on, you know, the, the NBA season and how the NBA has been able to uh, restart and, you know, now we're in playoff action? Uh, I'd love to hear your two cents
1: on that. Yeah, I think it's going well. I mean, in my opinion, it, it's, it's a great product on the floor. Uh, I think that, um, you know, with the lack of, quote, unquote, home court advantage, um, you know, you're seeing, you know, teams come out there and, and win games that they weren't expected to win. Um, you know, most of the games have been fairly exciting. Uh, and you're seeing the emergence of, you know, the next wave of, of NBA stars, right? Like, you know, your Jason Tatum's and, you know, Jamal Murray and, and Doncic and, you know, all these other guys that, you know, you, you start to look around and the league is in good hands for for the long haul um, because you have some really talented players, um, you know, at, at the helm. And, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm impressed with, that the NBA has been able to put together such a quality product, you know, in a short period of time, um, you know, and have the public excited about, you know, basketball again.
0: 100%, 100%. I think, you know, the NBA is the league that is always at the forefront. You know, they're the first league to cancel the season, the first league to, to restart the entire season. And they figured out something that works. Um, on top of which they figured out, you know, their brand sp- sponsors, mm-hmm. their TV deals. I just read in the sports business journal this week, the NBA has recovered over $250 million in ad revenue. <laughs> <Big
1: time. laughs>
0: That's a lot of money. That's a lot yeah. of money for a short, yeah. Shortened season, you know, not as many commercials, but I mean, there's basketball on TV every day. Yeah. Um, and I think some of the top spenders, within the NBA was the Modelo beer who I have no idea who the hell they are, but they keep showing up on my TV. Uh, all state is another progressive is another. Um, and I think one of the others were Microsoft. So, you know, all the, all the brands that are sponsoring right now are, are making a killing. So, which yeah. is, which is absolutely great. Yeah. Um, but away that, from
1: 4 million, however many eyeballs, you know, per game. direct marketing, you know, to that, that, that uh, their demographic. So, I mean, it's a no-brainer for the companies, obviously. But I think the the, the NBA is, you know, like you, like you mentioned, they're just at the forefront of, you know, making smart decisions. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm happy that they were able to figure something out sooner rather than later. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. We needed that entertainment, you know. <laughs> we needed that. And, but still keeping a, a strong lens on, you know, the the current climate around social justice and so on and so forth. I still think they've done a, a great job with that. as well. Um, So, you know, turning back, you know, to our podcast and our focus being around entrepreneurship, can you provide us a a quick summary before we get into, you know, Josh Childress, the entrepreneur, can you provide us with a quick summary of your current uh, pursuits in business as an entrepreneur?
1: Yeah. So uh, I started a real estate investment company um, about a year and a half, two years ago. uh, And that's my primary focus. So we are, um, you know, a, a company that's focused on under-resourced communities, uh, impact and change to real estate development. Um, it's a Landspire group. I started with my uh, former college teammate and roommate, Justin Davis. Uh, outside of that, on an individual level, um, you know, I invest in things that, that uh, I enjoy, I believe in, uh, and that I would use. Um, I am a minority owner in a, a professional basketball team in Australia. Uh, I am. Uh, Uh, I have some self-storage interest. I have a couple franchises, a couple tech opportunities, media. I'm kind of all over the place, to be honest. But um, it's things that I believe in and and that, um, you know, I like to be involved in. Love that. Absolutely
0: love that. So a little bit of tech, a little bit of Uh, real estate, a little bit of self-storage, some franchises, you're really diversifying your portfolio, seeing that the world is, you know, moving towards this digital virtual landscape, um, the franchises and the, you know, the self-storage, you know, being an investor and being an entrepreneur and seeing how markets shift and opportunities shift. Could you see yourself maybe shifting some of those opportunities into things that are a, a bit more digital and, and technical? Because there may be a second wave. There, we don't know what's coming in the next six to eight months,
1: and, mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. Uh, no. And I say that <laughs> I say that because um, you know, self storage has been one of the best performing asset classes in the real estate space for for a long time, uh, and as you see more and more people moving um, or moving either downsizing or moving into, um, you know, different communities, there's always a need for more storage. Um, I myself am guilty of it. uh, And, and I think that that's just a a trend that's not going to go anywhere. Um, From a franchise perspective, um, when you look at um, the shift in economic landscape of the country, um, you know, you start to think, People need to find more economical ways to feed themselves. Um, you know, and there will always be a market for that. So um to that point, I think um, you know, those are two, you know, fairly strong um investments that I still, you know, look forward to just to watching grow.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Which is which is I, I just wanted to throw that curveball at you yeah, to, yeah, yeah. To, to explain yeah, right. so people understand. Like people hear self-storage. like,
1: do not crazy all, money, but it,
0: it, it's not going anywhere at the same time. <laughs>
1: it's low overhead, and it's 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 a coupon clipper. Essentially, is what it is, and so, um, you know, that's a, a, a an asset class that um, I, I continue to like. I'm looking for more opportunities in it. Absolutely. Now, when when getting involved into you know
0: an investment or um starting a new business are there any features or characteristics you look for to make sure it's within your interests um and or capabilities
1: yeah um biggest thing is is it something that i would use or is it something that i am interested in um that's first and foremost so like for example i've I've been pitched um you know a ton of uh, alcohol related investments, uh, and I don't drink alcohol. Right. And so for that reason, why am I going to then, you know, get invest invested in something like that? Um, you know, the money could be great, but I don't believe in the product and, and don't you know partake. So, um, uh, that I look at the management team, uh, I look at who's invested alongside me. Um, and, you know, those are kind of the initial filters and then you have to dig into the numbers and the, the, the strength of the market and the market um, size and just the ability for this company to come in and, um, you know, and, and get some market share. So, um, you know, there's a not every investment is the same, um, you know, certain sometimes I've invested in things uh, just to be alongside other really successful individuals and, you know get a seat at the table. Right. And there's a strategic component to that, that I think is important. Um, you know, and some other things that I was just really passionate about. So it just varies based on the investment. 100%.
0: Do you, do you have any mentors? Um, and who, who are they if you're allowed
1: to share? Yeah, I have, um, I have a few. Um, one of them is a guy named Tony Jans. Uh, he's based out of Australia. Um, very successful investor over the years. And, um, you know really took me under his wing when i went over to australia and we've become you know close family friends since then um i've leaned on um uh, a couple others that i probably shouldn't say so um. G codes cheat
0: codes cheat <laughs> codes yeah no uh yeah me and uh, bill gates we talk about this week, <laughs> no problem <laughs>
1: um
0: which is fair which is 100% fair now, you know, as an entrepreneur, um, you know, we talked about this on the, on the Unplugged show uh, on Instagram, how, you know, the athlete life mirrors the entrepreneur life where discipline and, um, you know, being held accountable and time management and collaboration are, are all in important things for entrepreneurs to have. And I feel a lot of athletes become these things through time um, in the business world can you walk us through you know kind of your journey right I know before LeBron came with this whole more than an athlete thing a lot of people just looked at athletes as just athletes you guys were just a a form of entertainment you you would dunk the ball or shoot it or block it and that was it what was your educational journey like you know did it happen while you were playing did it happen in the nba did it happen in australia did it happen after basketball what was your educational journey like to get you involved in you know in investing into a pro team self-storage franchises tech and media and having your own real
1: estate investment group yeah so um there are some individuals that strictly identify themselves as athletes and those are what you would call the lifers right that they live it, they breathe it. Um, you know, they they grow up, they become pros, and then they want to coach for the long haul, right? And um, for me, I I love the game of basketball, and I utilize the game of basketball as a tool um, to help me accomplish, uh, you know, things in life. So I got my college paid for, you know, by playing basketball. I was able to, you know, make a great living and, you um, uh, you know, provide for myself and my family for you know for, for the future through the game of basketball um, it it is a beautiful game and um, you know all the things that go into it uh, do translate into the entrepreneur um, lifestyle but I always viewed myself as um, as more than an athlete and I know that's that's LeBron's thing but um, I did and uh, I would actually never introduce myself as an athlete. I would introduce myself as an investor or whatever I felt a like. Tall investor. <laughs> I'm just an investor that's very tall. <laughs> I mean, um, just because you know there is a, a, an unfair stigma that that uh, is associated with athletes and that they are often um, you know uneducated uh, and um, you know very one-sided. You know all they can do is play sports. And I think that that's unfair, um, you know, because a lot of guys step into a situation where this is just what we've done all our lives. Right. And so, you know, to say that that's all we can do is not fair. It's just, that's what we have done. Um, and, um, so I, I I always kind of viewed it from a different perspective and trying to make sure that I was well-rounded, uh, and that I had um, enough education around me to, um, I guess, to make the transition when necessary. Uh, and that's what I've, I've tried to do to date. I think the entrepreneur game is, is different in the sense that, you know, from a sports perspective, you always have coaches. You always have individuals, individuals that help you get better. Um, and that's not necessarily the case in, in entrepreneurship. You have to learn on the go a lot. Um, and you know, you really started from scratch. So um, I actually invested in a coach um, to help me you know, learn some of the ins and outs and, um, you know, just building a business and, you know, creating a systematic approach and building my presence and all those things, um, you know, that you get, you know, coaching, um, you know, from a young, young age on in the sports space, but you don't really get that in the business space unless you go out and Absolutely. I love that.
0: I was on Instagram today and um,
1: there was, there was a picture
0: of, I think it was Steve Jobs and, and, and Bill Gates and uh, it said not one Gucci belt in sight. <laughs> <laughs> as much as I laughed, um, it shook me. Because the things that you know a lot of a lot of athletes, a lot of people in general strive for are things that the, the richest don't care about Mm. what can you speak to that mindset because you're a lot closer to them than you are to the rest of us so can you speak to that mindset
1: um i think so i'll give you an example of of where my viewpoint comes from there's a friend of mine who lives in wyoming right and if you know wyoming is is home to a lot of wealthy individuals um you know i think that they don't have state tax but you you walk you drive around the town. You don't see any fancy cars. You don't see any. There's there's nothing fancy about. Them. I mean, they have obviously you know massive homes and ranches and things of that sort. Um, but they compete at a different level. So while you know, you know the 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 public at large wants to look the flyers and have the Gucci and Louis and all that stuff. You know, you show up to the the private jet hangar, and that's where they start to to compete, like who has the best jet, who has the best this, who has the most businesses, who's given away the most money this year, um, you mm-hmm. know, who's, whose foundation has impacted the, the most people this year. It's just a competition at a higher level. Um, so the material in, in the sense of clothing and looks and all that stuff isn't as important as, you know, how many people am I impacting? How How much did I grow my business? How much money did I make my investors? Um, You know things of that sort, like more more legacy type type plays versus the the here and now, um, you know superficial type stuff. Absolutely,
0: absolutely. And it's it's you can't own Gucci, right? You can't own a Gucci. You can own a Gucci belt, but you can't own Gucci. Um, And I think this this kind of segues into you know our conversation about ownership and owning things, right? It's 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 all about owning things and um, allowing people to be a part of it. Um, going back to, you know, pro athletes and, and, and education, uh, knowing and seeing and, and, and getting to know you and, and learning that, you know, from jump, you've just always just kind of been different. You've always wanted to be more and, uh, really push your limits and, and become more. Um, you know, if you were speaking to athletes that were listening to this podcast today, um what are some forms of of educations that athletes can pick up on that aren't too time consuming because one thing you always hear about athletes is they have a very very short attention span mm-hmm. right um you know self self learning forms of education like youtubes and uh, online education um If they're looking to jump into the the business world, what are some self-starters that they could do if they're listening? Like from your point of view, like, hey, here are three things that I think every athlete should do to help them understand and see business.
1: Uh, Well, the first thing I would say is to take an hour, get a notebook, and just write down what your interests are, right? And so that then gives you a roadmap for, you know, what you should be looking into. Secondly, um, you know everybody listens to to music pregame or on the bus or you know workout stuff or whatever driving home, um, you know. So that's the perfect time to listen to a podcast. So I started listening to, I think it's called the Billionaires Podcast, or the-, the podcast. Uh, or the Unplugged Podcast. Unplugged uh, podcast. Okay, okay. <laughs> All right.
0: just just making sure. Yo, Josh, what about us?
1: <laughs> um. But uh, you know, you have these guys that go and study billionaires, study their actions, study what they do, study how they how they operate, how they move, um, and that's a great way to just pick up knowledge, right? I, I learned about a guy that that, um, that runs CrowdStreet, right? One of the largest real estate platforms, uh, you know, in the world, and just hearing his, his inside knowledge and his, his, his uh, educated um, opinions on things like really helped me. With you know presentations and things of that sort, and then I think the last thing is um, once you figure out what you want to do there's a this thing right here this this iPhone is the you know or smartphone is the most accessible thing you could ever have it's a computer in your pocket um, you know Instagram the algorithms are set up where the people that you follow you know you'll start to see more people like that right and so um, you know, the more investor, uh, you know, real estate tech, uh, what have you, franchise investors that you follow, the more of that information you you like to to consume, the more you're gonna see it on your timeline. So, so you following
0: know, athlete tech group makes sense. So in it a makes sense. perfect sense. Yeah. Makes yeah, sense.
1: So so essentially surrounding yourself, um, you know, around individuals that um, you know have the same goals and the same vision as you, and then consuming more of that information. Um, you know, everybody loves to scroll through IG. It's, you know, it's the, the, the best and the worst thing ever invented. Cause it, you know, it's was so much of your time. Um, but that's also a way where you can start, start learning and get information. And then that leads you to, to other sources as well.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. No 50 cent, talks about this before he became you know 50 cent world renowned rapper there's a video of him talking about his grandfather and his grandfather says you'll be successful as the five people you talk to for no reason for no reason Like those five people that you spend the most time with will kind of tell you your trajectory why Mm -hmm. do you think that is
1: it's all about who you're around man it's all about the the you know um the collective, like I say, if somebody's not adding to you, they're subtracting. Mm. And so, um, you know, if those that are around you aren't challenging you, uplifting you, making you think differently, or, you know, supporting you even, um, you know, you're going to, you're going to be in a situation where you're going to be stuck. And so I think that, um, you know, a lot of guys have, you know, they are the most successful of their group. And so everybody looks to them for guidance and for advice. Um, you know, but it also turns into you know you then supporting them, and it's it's a draining relationship. So you know, having guys around you that are smarter, that are that are more savvy, um, is you know of the utmost importance.
0: Hundred percent. You gotta find ways to to challenge yourself every day, right? You, if you're the smartest person in the room, get out of that room, right? Um,
1: I, I I think back to. I've had situations where, I, you know, I've gone to dinners or, or, you know, meetings or whatever. And, you know, I, I feel like I've done well for myself over the years. You know, I, I can provide for myself and my family. I have no imminent wants and needs. Um, and I'm by far the brokest guy in the room, right? And so that then for me is a motivation mm-hmm. and, and a chance for me to start leveling up and understanding, um, you know, what these guys are doing to be as successful as they are Uh, And, you know, that's just the sort of relationships you got to build.
0: Let's talk about how you've built these relationships, because I'm sure you've gone from being the one that's always asked to do something or be a part of something or invest in this or help me with this to now you are now become, you know, the student, you know, Mm -hmm. was that a was, was that a transition for you? Or was it just like man, I want this, so I'm gonna just go do it. Or did did you have to kind of walk yourself through this or what was that experience like for you?
1: Yeah, it it definitely is a transition and I I welcomed it because I realized that there's a lot in this space that I don't know. Um, You know, I've spent the last, shoot, you know, 20 plus years focused on sports, right? Whether it's, you know, AAU college, you know, and pros. uh, And, you know, you step into a new arena and i can't I can't possibly expect that I'm going to be a pro right off the bat. you know I need to put in the reps, um, I need coaching, I need to be around you know better players essentially um, and learn from them and so um I'm very forthcoming in that when i when I talk to these people, hey, I'm new to this, uh, but would love it if you could you know help me learn the space and you know I'd say ninety five percent of the time these guys are more than happy to do that because you know. If they see that you're motivated and hungry and you know are on a track to be successful, um, you know, that's the give back. And these guys enjoy that. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Now I know you know COVID has hit and has, has turned some, you know, some some plans and businesses and ideas upside down. And I wouldn't say the same for you. You recently, about five days ago, uh, came out on Instagram and shared the Gramercy, uh, a flagship 294 unit mixed use development in Las Vegas. Talk to us about it. Where did the inspiration come from? You know, what are we raising? Uh, When will it be built? Yeah. So on and so forth.
1: Yeah, so the Gramercy is, uh, it is our flagship um, development and um, we talk about relationships, right? So I used to train at a facility um, that they own here in Orange County and um, i met the ceo there and we kept in touch mm-hmm. over the years um, and i came to him on another project to say hey what do you think about our ideas here um, uh, once again reaching out showing vulnerability showing that i want some help and um, you know with that you know a couple weeks later we signed a joint venture with them on a diff- on this deal uh, and then that then led to the Gramercy. so we partnered with with a group on oh, that one, they are um, very experienced, 30 plus years um, and just a great, great company. And uh, for us, this is, you know, our, our first taste of, you know, big time development. This mm-hmm. is, you know, class A, um, highly amenitized. You know, we're targeting essentially the demographic that is me, right? Um, you know, the millennial demographic, a uh, little extra, just extra discretionary income, that would pay a little bit more to live in a a nicer place around people like them. So it it just creates that environment. So we anticipate, you know, there's going to be some of the Las Vegas Knights, some of the, the ACEs, some of the new Raiders, um, are going to be tenants in our building. Uh, in addition to your successful, you know, doctors and lawyers and young professionals. Uh, and, Um, you know, the the total project cost is about $100 million, um, of which we are tasked with raising half of the equity uh, requirement. Um, And we've raised, uh, you know, uh, we have a a little slug left that we're trying to finish out. And we're, we're talking to some groups, um, you know, in Orange County about that. But it's been, um, it's been a great, great learning experience to date, man. And, and you know to cut your teeth on a large project like this is uh not normal uh but you know we have some great partners that are helping us through the process and and um uh, it's been a great learning experience absolutely you know i i tried to get in guys for everyone listening i
0: i asked josh for what the minimum was and that was actually past my maximum so <laughs> the conversation <laughs> the conversation ended quickly <laughs> uh, <laughs> The conversation ended fairly quickly, um, but no, I'm excited to, you know, to see that development grow, and um, you know, the the goal is one day to come see it. You know, I've, I've I've traveled to Vegas a lot for summer leagues and Pac-12 tournaments and so on and so forth. So I'd, I'd love to stop by and, and check it out. It's um, to say, hey, I know I my friend built that.
1: Like that, that says a lot. Um got a couple of years. will we'll deliver that project um probably Q3 of 2022. So it's not a far time.
0: though. That's that's
1: not far so I could save not, my chicken. Is, you
0: know. I could save my chicken. Are you guys going to do any Airbnb? Uh
1: yes, kind of. Okay. We it's not technically Airbnb, but we'll have a couple units in the the property that um either tenants or us can just rent on a daily or nightly basis. Um you know, we'll Sweet. have maybe two or three of those um you know that um you know, we can go stay in or, or what have you. So.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, Josh.
1: homes yeah. on the property as well. So, I mean, those, I'm assuming maybe some of those will be Airbnbs. Got it.
0: Got it. Now, Josh, um, it's always a, a pleasure chatting with you. Your 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 brain is out of this world. Your, you know, your thoughts, your experiences, your insights, your feedback. And y'all, you can all always, tell they come from a warm and genuine place um you know for the entrepreneurs that are are, are listening uh, or watching today um you know what would some 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 wise words or three three things that you want to leave our listeners with today um as they're going through their own journey and what that looks like what are three things from josh Childress?
1: three things first and foremost find your passion whatever that is if it's trucking if it's vending machines if it's uh you know real estate tech whatever that is find your passion um secondly uh educate yourself um there is a wealth of knowledge out there and there are many people that would love to help you um you just got to be willing to to be vulnerable educate yourself and um you know go after it and then the the last thing um take risk i mean that's you know you can't expect to grow without the growing pains you know take risk, um, go out, make stuff happen, you know fail, fail fast, and fail forward um, you know in whatever space that is, but I think that if you educate yourself um, you know you find your passion and you take take risk, um, you know you'll at the very minimum you know feel like you didn't you didn't leave it on the table, leaving it on the table.